Welcome to another great episode of Run Your Mouth. I'm your host, David Melly. We've got a really special episode for you this week. We get a full dose of high school nostalgia with our guest, my high school teammate, and one of my best friends in the whole world, Kathy O'Keefe. After setting all kinds of records and winning national championships at Newton South, Kathy went on to a prolific track career at Boston College, where she ran 422 for 1500 and 209 for 800. She's now over in Ireland uh, for medical school at the University of Limerick, and fortunately for us, she's back for the summer. We talked about why easy runs are overrated, how November Project is good cross-training, and we get a truly epic self-inflicted wound story. Plus, we get a rare duet for our go-to karaoke songs. There may even be actual singing. Hope you enjoy a fun episode recorded over breakfast, and don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, subscribe, as we have some more great stuff coming up soon. Thanks, as always, for listening, and until next time, I've been David Melly, and this is Run Your Mouth. Like, Charlie Alpha. <laughs> people will not realize how comfortable they do get, and then, like, afterwards, there have definitely been times when people have been like, oh, kind of wish I hadn't said that. <laughs> um, That's when you of, edit the things out, right? Out, we can't start recording it. Okay. All right. Welcome to Run Your Mouth, Long Run Talk for Long Talking Runners. I'm your host, David Nelly, and we have a very special episode this week. Um, we're joined by, uh, over breakfast, we're joined by... Uh, one of my high school teammates, co-captains, best friends, Kathy O'Keefe. How are you, Kathy? I'm doing good. Happy to be um, eating some waffles. And our co-host this week is, uh, I think, probably our first member of the podcast who has not formally been part of a track team at any point. Um, Janine Regan. Janine, how are you? I'm good, and I need to correct you because I'm sixth grader and cross country. <laughs> because it was the only sport I was allowed to do as a sixth grader at a junior high school. So, oh, fair. Uh, right. yeah, I would let us play soccer. So Janine and Kathy played, played, Janine and Kathy attended Boston College, um, where Janine played golf, and Kathy was on the track team, track and cross country teams. Um, and Janine is re- really an honorary uh, runner at this point, that's for sure. She does run. She has no member project. I do. She, How, in many ways, so, socially functioned as a member of the team. I said blend in, like, I'm fit. Yeah. <laughs> You're fit. You do have insane abs, which is, uh, you know. After these waffles, I don't know. <laughs> so, yes, we should also say that we are recording um, over breakfast this morning. Um, we've made waffles here, here at Kinross, um, and the way that I bribed Kathy and Janine to, to come wake up early on a Saturday and come hang out is that we are literally doing a eat and record podcast. So apologies if there is silverware clanking or anything like that. It is also very warm in here. Um, so if you start hearing sweat. Yeah, if you start hearing the dripping of sweat, that is what that sound is. It's the humidity, really. Um, so uh, despite the fact that we're loyal Parks and Rec fans, um, do you have an opinion on waffles versus pancakes? Um, I am a pancakes person, if I'm being honest. Um, I see how it is. You can leave. Um, it's great to have you. Not, not so strongly that I refuse to eat waffles. I can still enjoy them. But, um, yeah, I would say, like, a nice fluffy pancake. Not if they're, like, thin pancakes pretending that are really crepes that people call pancakes. Ah. Um, which they Wait. seem to do a lot in Ireland. But 
Is that a thing? They're I mean, like, I love crepes. I'm well on, oh, on like, record as loving crepes, but... Yeah, they're just like, oh, it's pancakes, and you get them, and they're crepes. Not like, I, ever mind. I would be pleasantly surprised at <laughs> I think waffles... Uh, as much as I like pancakes, I think pankix ranked third in the waffles crepes pancakes rankings for me. Oh, I don't think I've ever had a crepe before. That does not surprise me. Oh. What about the uh, waffles? Too ethnic for you? <laughs> no, it's French. French people are great. Leave? Shout out to leave. <laughs> what about the waffles versus... So I like how pancakes are more versatile. You can throw some blueberries in there. You can throw some chocolate chips in there. Like waffles, you can't really do that as easily. Waffles aren't big on filling. That's true. But I do... I like it on top. So like I love wa- like um, waffles are number one in my book. Oh, Pancakes are number wow. two. I'm minority. Mm-hmm. Uh, I put the things on top that. of the waffles. Very or maybe nice. like a waffle sandwich. <laughs> Great. Well, um, the other thing I wanted to ask, since it's it's timely, we are just uh, coming off the heels of a very successful time trial this week. <laughs> Um, Kathy, you want to walk us through how your season's going? Um, <clears throat> well, so I've had a busy year with a lot of studying, that kind of thing, in school. Kathy's um, in medical school uh, at the University of Limerick in Ireland, um, which is hard to do and, and train a lot at the same time. So it's it's been kind of a, a balance of um, trying to keep focus on kind of competitive running um, while studying. So this has been my first... I think this year is my first, uh, I haven't done any official track meets this year. They've all been time trials because I seem to never be able to make it to an actual meet. But um, I've been, but I've been lucky enough to, uh, both in Ireland and here in the US, have people come out to support my time trial efforts. So that's what I'm using to measure things at the moment. Um, so brought my time trial time down a few seconds on Thursday uh, with the help of David Melly, uh, pacing, and then I had a uh, good cheer squad of Janine here, yep. and uh, I had a, a another uh, member of the crew was David Toronto timing, so uh, it was good. And you're so your 800 PR is 209, right? Yep. And you run it. That right? <laughs> <laughs> FAT uh, yes. split. Ka- Kathy's run uh, 209 many, many, many times. Um, Have I never 208 though? You've run it a, co- a bunch of times, I've thought. I only oh yeah, relays um, bring out the the my strength in uh, the eight hundred. It seems. The running start. Maybe the running start could That's be. That's true. Because um, that doesn't same thing doesn't seem to happen with the open eight hundred. And I would I would say you're primarily a miler by trade, but that that you do eight eight fifteen primarily a twelve hundred twelve hundred meter runner. Twelve hundred meter runner. Unfortunately, not a lot of opportunities for that, so that makes me a 1,500 runner. We have long joked that uh, Kathy uh, was disproportionately good at the 1,200, which we discovered in high school when, like, every time Kathy would run a DMR, she would run, like, she would run, like, basically her 800 pace for 1,200. <laughs> and, like, the Somehow. number of times, like, you guys were at, like, nationals, and, like, Kathy would just, like, Dad, hand off good. the baton, like, in the lead, like... I'm just like, what happened? I don't know. Well, I don't know. It's there. a good distance. You're like, oh, an 800 now. You'll run faster. No. <laughs> Still run the same in 800, but... Um, but it works. And and also, well, you, you, you do love relays in that you, you perform well on relays, but you also, from what I remember, used to always run better on, like, your second event of the day. Oh, like, yeah. Yeah, I definitely run, like, I don't know. I guess it just takes me a long time to warm up, maybe physically and mentally. So, um, yeah, the second race, I'd always feel like 
just better. I don't know. I don't know what happened. But uh, we definitely had a coach, certainly in high school, who would kind of be like, there's no excuses for it being your second race. You just run fast anyway. So yeah. um, it doesn't matter if you're sore. You just run fast uh, and sore. <laughs> but uh, yeah. So I think this was more of a last year thing. But weren't you going through a phase where you were uh, only doing workouts and not doing easy runs? <laughs> Yeah, so this, again, is in med school, not in like any sort of formalized college program, just to be clear. <laughs> yeah, so um, in Limerick, well, I am on the um, I am on the University of Limerick Athletics Club, a uh, member of that, and I was on the committee of it last year. Um, it's definitely different than athletics in the U.S. Um, student run club, we have a few competitions a year, uh, a bit more casual with the training, but. Um, so last year I injured, I got injured and, um, I was trying to get back into shape for racing, uh, but I couldn't do much mileage at all, um, without like hurting myself. I can't even remember what I injured my knee, I think. So, uh, I would just swim and then I'd come out for track sessions and then like maybe swim on the days in between. And so I just didn't do any runs. I would just go to the track and like work out really hard and it actually worked really well for me. And I felt like you'd get in like double like because I could do a track workout and then the next day I could do a pool like actual workout um swim workout and so like I actually got really fit like aerobically and then um <laughs> and also like it's just a nice change to do a bit of swimming instead of running so um yeah I, easy it's very runs easy. overrated easy runs overrated yeah and now I'd say I still have kind of the similar mentality like I just focus on the workouts and then like I'll throw in a run here and there and uh that's uh it makes the runs a lot more difficult, but when you don't do them very much. But somehow I crank out a long run like every two weeks. But if you just if you just do races and not runs, then that's not a problem. Yeah, like I'm just gonna commit one way or the other. No runs ever again, 100%. or only runs. And like, I for like an eight hundred or 50, like you need like some, like if I'm in shape to run like a decent five k, that's all I need I think for like a. Eight, to be an 800 shape. I don't need to be like, I'm not going to be in my best 5k shape to run my best 800. So this is very true. Um, you know, just focus on it. Focus on the track. Yeah. <laughs> what about the, the mountain race coming up? The mountain race. Oh yeah. yeah you guys are running uh, the, the U S <laughs> mountain running championships. Congrats. Oh, yes. uh, yeah. With, uh, we have no experience in this. No. Um, I don't even know what kind of shoes to wear. Like, do I wear cleats? Because it's going to be like... <laughs> yes, wear soccer cleats. No, I feel like that, that might goes. not be a horrible idea. Um, if it rains, <clears throat> that would be tragic. I feel like it would make things very difficult. Oh, yeah. It's supposed to be super steep at the top, too. Guys, our friend so, is a, like, professional trail runner. We're not... Like, if you have these questions, so ask Joe. <laughs> Joe, where are you at? <laughs> he's at the Joe, if you're listening, um, we'll see you there. Joe needs to come on. No, he's only here above us. He's not the reunion. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Janine and I uh, were convinced to sign up for a um, mountain we tricked. race. Tricked. I didn't it's in Vermont, know. right? It's in um, New Hampshire at Loon. New Hampshire. So it's a 6.6 mile race up Loon Mountain. That's not even long. You'll be fine. 6.6 miles up I'll a mountain? Oh, right. We'll sign you up as well. I, yeah, thought right. it was, I thought it was like 20 miles or something. Um, oh, no. No, it's a, uh, yeah, it's just up the mountain. Um, I'm just hoping there's enough people in it that... Um, I just blend in in the back. I hope there's enough water stations for when I inevitably die. Yeah, if it's like 95 degrees. There's only one. And I don't even know. <laughs> there's I mean, a lot of scenarios that you're envisioning that are. That this is not going to go well. July, dry. So it's going to be hot. Uh, but um, you do get to go down uh, like 
you don't have to run down. I think there's like a gondola yeah. or a chairlift to get down, which yeah. is. I was gonna awesome. say that would probably be a, a grateful to your quads. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I keep saying like, oh, I don't know how I would train for it, but like, some obviously app. you should probably do some hills, and I haven't been doing that, so I haven't either. I'm too afraid of someone have to do it. Yeah, I oh Summit app, you can do that. It's so hard though. You you so you only go to the Wednesday November projects? Yeah, Friday by Friday I'm too tired. <laughs> I work it every day by Friday I'm like, oh I still have to sleep. Yeah, I think Janine's um <clears throat> yeah, Janine's been doing a lot of uh lot stadiums of over at Harvard, so I You'll think be well that's prepared. decent I'd, preparation. The summer before my senior year of college, uh, we did stadiums every Wednesday and I, I maintain that like that was like the best thing for my cross season. Mm. Um because I just didn't count it as mileage, even though it was, like, 45 minutes of running. <laughs> yeah, but you're not going very far, so, like, I, I don't count as mileage either. Yeah, but, you, but yeah, I just remember, like, that first tempo back after in, like, Ithaca after, like, running stadiums all summer. Just, like, getting to the hill and just being like, oh, where'd everybody go? Like, this is so easy now. It definitely builds up, like, a lot of strength. Yeah. It's, like, a bit more power. And and then, yeah, when you're on, and when you're on flat, you're like, yeah, this is easy. This is easy. No, Gen- like... Nothing to, like, propel myself up. Mm-hmm. Janine, do you want to tell us about how you got into November Project? Uh, my good friend Kathy was like, we should do this. And I was like, how early is it? 6.30? <laughs> Are you kidding me? That's time for sleeping. And then we went one summer morning. I did 10 sections. Absolutely died. Jello legs. Like, the worst jello legs I've ever had in my life. And then uh, went a couple more times. Took me about six months to be able to do a full stadium. <laughs> I had to start early before everyone else started just to get a little head start, you know? Probably took me an hour to do a full stadium, and now I cut that time almost in half. That's Down crazy. to like 34-ish minutes. That's you good. Also I think I only did a full stadium once. Really? Way more dedicated to November Project than oh, either yeah. of us have ever been, just having... I have people to go with now. Like, I've gone... There's a girl from school who used to teach spin classes. Her name is Ryan Western. She's great. She goes on the 5.30 session, which is what I go to, so 6.30 say, is too late. you used to complain. To yeah. <laughs> but now i got to get to work. Yeah, you're, you're converted. So, and like, plus in the summer, like, 5.30, there's fewer people, there's less people to, like, trip on or have get tripped by. Because in the summer, it's very crowded. Oh, yeah, it's packed. There's more parking. I should ride my bike there, but now I've, I go with a friend from work and we drive because he lives out of the way, so. Yeah. I can't do I'm, it without being, like, stuff. I, I don't know if you can fall, call it laziness if you're literally going to go work out by running stadiums. <laughs> At 5.30. <laughs> 5.30 in the morning, yeah. but um, that's fair. And then yeah. biking to work after is so painful because oh, like, your quads are just dead. Yeah, I believe it. We would always um, hit Good up the Seven Eleven for Slurpees. Yeah, <laughs> the post summer, the post November project Slurpee definitely. Uh, but essential Slurpee in the summer. at seven in the morning just seems so gross. <laughs> no, not after November project. Because you're was, so because you just sweat. You're so calorie deficient because you're like probably didn't have much like a breakfast beforehand, no breakfast. and then and then you're so thirsty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like it the perfect room. hits the spot so nice. Oh, I still do water at the halfway point though. In the winter, I don't need it, but this time of year, oh. I just get worried because like halfway through, like you're getting tired. I'm just worried I'm just gonna face plant on the way down or or something. Yeah, so people who I tend to just do half. Fall. People who take the down section so fast, that's I always go down hard. Fast. So I go at the little. Oh yeah. Down to the big For people who don't know, I guess we should probably explain. So on um, Wednesdays, November Project is at the Harvard Football Stadium, and what you do is you run uh, up each section. There are 37 sections of seating. Um, and there's the big, um, the seats in the middle, they're like concrete bleachers, basically. So like, they're not steps, they're like seat heights. High, so yeah, they're so like they're tall. high, yeah. Double. Um, and so when you're talking about doing a full stadium that Janine was talking about, that's 37 sections of um, the thing. And it 
is uh, I know many like distance runners like to like poo poo November project <laughs> a little bit, but like it's one of the harder workouts <laughs> I've ever done, especially if you do like any of the ones that take more than 37 sections. Um, yeah, we had 40 last week. We're like, oh, three more. I'm like, yeah. what? <laughs> but yeah, some people, like, because I always, like, I'll go, like, I'll try and go, like, hard up the stairs, but then, like, kind of just, like, go down the side stairs going down. But some people, like, That's also the go really fast going down the stairs. For the better time. Yeah, yeah. or they go yeah. slow up and then run down, which you, I think you get a better, you get, you get, a, way you get a fast time, time if, you, if you're going fast down it, but... Yeah, if you really like go for the strength workout, yeah, you gotta you gotta power up those things, yeah. and then you're so tired you just walk down. And I will say, when when I went, like I would not be the fastest person there. Like people, Some people are, are like maniacs. Yeah, like I I think like I would a couple of the times I went when they like record like your PRs or whatever, like I would be like fourth or fifth. Like that, you know, they there are people who high. are really. <laughs> I'm not but, first though. You know, I I don't think anyone. Else, yeah. Well, like whatever, like humble brag, but like I don't think anyone else there was like a D one runner. So like, yeah. and, like the fact that like they are Did all really college? crazy fit. I don't know, um, but yeah, certainly humbling when impressive. I went. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, um, oh my god, I'm it's dead. a whole different like just like mindset, really. I think, but those... cool, it's cool what they do. Like hundred, literally hundreds of people show yeah, up. Yeah, I think you know? it's great, and it's really good that like Harvard like. Let's use Let's it for you. We're still not sure why, although I think I figured it out. One time I was, like, watching. I was working out when November Project was, like, getting out or whatever. And I just saw, like, a uh, parking ticket guy at Harvard just, like, giving everyone um. parking tickets. And I was like, this is why Harvard lets them do it. In it's a way, ca- it's, it's not a cash free. cow for them. Yeah. yeah, I have gotten a ticket before there. Yep. Yeah. But I bought it, and they didn't make me pay it. I was like, it's a first-time offense. I didn't realize... First time I, offense? Yeah. I don't know Did what, you go before a judge? No, I just submitted like a long email, a long sob story email. Please don't make me pay this. I think if they if they like stopped letting November Project do it as well, it would just like now there's so many people involved, it would just like look so bad. Yeah. Yeah. That, and like they're they are pretty good. Like well, Harvard's just, a pretty good like, ma- neighbor so to the community yeah. and like impressed that there's not that. more of like some sort of like waiver system yeah, no. or like how no one has like safety third passed out, like, when you go there's no heart attack active, yeah I don't know there's no like active medical staff like, no, you know, no. there are mornings when it's 80 degrees at 630 in the morning and people are like and there are mornings when it's negative and the winter when it's, like there's yeah. snow <clears throat> yeah I, was, I don't know what I mean knock on wood but like I'm amazed that there hasn't been more, more significant medical emergencies as a result yeah. Yeah, especially because, like, when I go, I'm like, okay, I'm decently fit. But, like, people show up who are not. And Pregnant women show up nowadays. Children are sometimes Oh, that, well, that's always the worst. Is because, like, so one of the November Project things is, like, fuck yeah. Like, that's one of their sayings. They bring like, little kids? Yeah, and yeah. you'll be standing at, like, 6.30 in the morning next to, like, someone's seven-year-old. And you're like, first of all, why did you wake up this poor child at 6 in the morning? How they wake up early, anyway. <laughs> Second of all, they'll be like, you guys you ready good? to run some sections? And, like, everyone will be like, fuck yeah. And you're like... Um, Seven-year-old. Freak, yeah. (laughs) They also make you hug each other at 6 or 8 in the morning, which took took me a long... It's very, like, touchy-feely, yeah. But, yeah, it's definitely... um, It's fun. It's worth... I mean, they have it in, like, what, like, 40 cities now? Like, they should, like... If you have it near you, you should should go at least once just to experience it. Maybe I should start a Limerick chapter. You it's should. hard to start. There are rules. No one, there are like very specific really rules. You have yeah. to, to be a leader. You have to like have some marathon PR. You have to have like some freakishly good time at something. Tools. You have to do a million. I think you do, but you, you have to yeah. also like yeah. have people that recruit you. I feel like pull ups are week. probably. Uh, and I did six <laughs> last night. And uh, <laughs> on scaffolding at some bar. 
Oh god. Wait. And then some guy behind me is like, oh you're doing six, he did twelve. I'm like, hard no. <laughs> so, so you're just on scaffolding oh, outside yes. of bar. Yeah, That's... we were leaving, it was like last call we're leaving and Oh, pull up bar. Janine, we were talking about your night uh, off the air before. Did you want to send it, give us a recap? Oh, what would you say? <laughs> Never mind, I was just teasing. Uh, that's not ever really that ever again. Oh. Uh, <laughs> that's uh, impressive. I don't know. I can't do six pull-ups, like, when I'm, like, sober, so. I think I can only ever do six. Like, six is what I always do. So I can I'm, like, do six. I can do yeah, six. So I, I, my, like, if, uh, you know, once a year when I do pull-ups. <laughs> I did one the other that's day. That's always I my... Did one? I was like, what? that's my... In uh, Cold Spring Park, they have the pull-up bar. Um, That was, like, my first one in, like, a year. So, I was like, yep, still got it. (laughs) Still got it. (laughs) Still got it. Uh, Yeah, stop paying for the gym membership, so. so. Well, one one thing, so... I wanted to discuss the the topic. I think this might become a a recurring segment because Mm. it went over so well, uh... In Taylor's episode, but uh, the self-inflicted wounds segment um, is speaking of hurting yourself at November Project. I guess um, we've all done s- some stupid stuff in the in the name of training. Yes, um, and I know Kathy, you have a good self-inflicted wounds story. Yeah, in um in high school, uh, well, set the scene. I think I I can't. I think I was a sophomore. I think I was a sophomore in high school. Yeah. It was the summer. It was like we were upcoming on our uh, state meet in like a week. It was about a week away. And I was in um, English class at school and it was really nice out. And uh, Mr. Scazzaro let us have English class outside. Yay. Uh, miss high school. <laughs> so we were outside. Um, and then for some reason, some kid in the class was like, we were talking about track, and then he's like, oh, like, how hard is it to run, like, a 400, like, how fast do you run it? And then he's like, oh, I could do that or something. And I was like, well, I don't know, could you? And then we end, we end up, we're like, okay, we'll run a 400, we'll race. And Mr. Scar was like, okay, sure, you guys do whatever you want. <laughs> English class, you know. <laughs> so I take off, and I'm wearing flip-flops at the time, and I'm like, don't want to break an ankle, let me take these off. So I take off the, the flip-flops. We start, we're running a lap. And our track at that time was pretty crappy, very rough, um, black, and, like, broken. Um, and we start the 400, and, like, halfway through, I'm like, ooh, my feet are kind of hurting. But So I just keep going. And then the last 100, I'm like, oh, they're really hurting. Make it across the line, I think. And then I Did see you it win? I won. Yeah. Oh, I won by, like, like 35 seconds. <laughs> and I was not running fast, so it was just stupid. Um, and then look down at my feet. They're... Very blood. My one foot is very bloody on the Ooh. bottom. Like it's just like the skin is just like ripped open. It seems Ooh. like, um, and like now it's like dirty because I was like on the track and then like standing in the grass. Um, hurts really bad. Go to the nurse. Um, so basically, I like burned the bottom of my feet and then the blister ripped open all in the time that I was running 400 meters. And uh, go to the nurse. She doesn't help much. My mom comes picks me up. We try to go to the, um, we make an appointment with my doctor, but it's for like the afternoon. So then I come back in, the athletic trainer washes out with hydrogen peroxide, which was horrifically <laughs> painful, but was probably a good idea. I go to my doctor, then they're like, oh, actually, we can't help you. So then I go to Children's Hospital, <laughs> then finally, and then I'm like waiting there and I start soaking my feet, but I start to get like streaking up my leg of like infection. And I'm like, oh God, they're going to have to cut it off. <laughs> I'm like really stressed out. But, uh, very uh, similar to the blister story. <laughs> but then, um, yeah, then they must have given me antibiotics. They gave me, I think they gave me morphine as well because I got really like drowsy and like, um, anyway, so then the next week I was on crutches. My mom was very helpful. She like 
got all this foam in order so I could like so this run in my sh- this event happened nine days before the state meet yeah maybe less eight or nine yeah and then so I'm on crutches for the week and then like our um, I feel like you need a wheelchair not crutches the, well the other foot was burned but not bad and the blister didn't open and kind of just like resorbed so that one was fine um, so I was on the crutches to save the so one that one foot. was fine it was fine and then um, we're coming up to the meet and like our team was like we had the potential to win the meet like I needed to qualify like in order to qualify for the next the all state meet you have to do well at this one it should be said like you're a very responsible <laughs> probably person. the most responsible person I know yeah, yeah like you're very like the mom this is friend group. very out of character for you like you know if Kathy, especially in high school, like, very, like, goody-goody, like, straight A's, like, very dedicated about training. And so I think when you brought this <laughs> issue to Steve, like, he was... He's, like, in shock. I don't think he was mad he as wasn't much as mad. he was just, like... Confused? Yeah. He came in when my when the athletic trainer was washing out my foot, and I was, like, laying on the couch, thing, like, crying, and my mom's standing there. And he's, like... He said, like, he knows it's never good when, like, mom is there, <laughs> at, like, in the athletic trainer's room. So, uh, he, like, gave me sympathy. But, uh, yeah, the meet came, we came up to the meet, and um, the day before, Steve was like, look, whatever, like, you can do or can't do, like, I'm, I, I can't. But then he's like, if you, or, or he was, like, hesitant to let me run, and then he's like, fine, if you, if you do a stride today, and it's okay, like, just a stride, I hadn't run a step. He's like, if you do a stride today, um, then... If I see you do it, then you can run tomorrow. So, like, I somehow put on my spikes and do, like, a 100-meter stride. And he's like, yeah, okay. <laughs> so then the next day, I'm like, I can't bring crutches to the meet. So I go on. My mom brings the crutches separately, and I go on the bus. I warm up. I run the race. She gives me the crutches. I ran the PB. Eight. I was going to say, didn't, you ran the, did you run the 8 and the relay? No, I ran the 8, and then someone took my place in the relay All to right. qualify, which was very kind. I think Kelsey did. Right. And they still qualified. Um, but yeah, I ran a PB, so... What did uh, you run? 214, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Which is what I ran in my time trial. Yeah. yeah. Full so, circle, yeah. Um, and the weirdest part is, several weeks later, we're preparing for the national meet, and we have, for nationals, and we have a four-by-mile uh, relay, the most glamorous event in track and field. Oh yeah, I run lots of good um, four-by-mile. And my teammate comes in, she's a senior on the team, she's, this is high school, like, still same team. Just a few weeks later, and she comes in, and she's like, you won't believe what happened. And we're like, what? And she's like, well, my dog ran away out the door, and I ran after her to catch her, but I didn't have time to put shoes on. So she ran running down, like, this burning hot, like, pavement. She has two massive blisters on the bottom of her feet. Same, exact same scenario, except hers didn't rip open, so they were, like, still really painful. And uh, <laughs> and this is Bridget, so this is, like, like she ran, like, 451 in the mile, like, in high school. Important player on the yeah. team. Um, but anyway, she, I don't know how she did it, but she ran both races at nationals, and uh, and we did well. But it's, I think our coach was just like, what? <laughs> has happened I think the the takeaway I get from these is like both the capacity of like your brain to just like enable you to do stupid things <laughs> but then also like the resilience of your body to like be able especially especially when you're young I will say oh, yeah. well, having just dealt with something similar like my body is not doing as great as it might have <laughs> when I was 16 but like the ability of your body to just be like alright bounce back <laughs> like it's like, incredible. Like, and when you're 16, you don't like worry. Like, you're not as worried. You don't realize what could happen. Like, once it's injured, you're like, whatever. I'll just like power through. Whereas now yeah. you're like, hmm, 
<laughs> Maybe I should think about this. Kathy and I so. walked on our cooldown the other day. It's, it's a, a very different world. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> it's so funny. We have a lot. We have a lot of discussions about the the trials and tribulations of being an old runner. Like, yeah. Not that I'm sure we'll feel different in five years, and we'll be like, "Wow, we were so young." <laughs> yeah. Five, but. Certainly, you notice the difference between There's, when you're 16 and you can, like, sleep for, like, five hours at night, like, go to school, have, like, your best workout ever, and then, like, do it all race again. the next yeah. day, and it's fine. Um, yeah, I remember, what's the Phoebe Wright thing of, like, you can tell a runner's age by how long and how slow they warm up for races. <laughs> Which I think is accurate. Yeah. I've taken to doing my, like, pre-meet shakeouts now, like, morning of a meet if I'm racing in the evening. I'll literally do, like... Seven to ten minutes of running uh, at a very slow pace, so I, I definitely feel that well. Yeah. Um, well, on the other side of things, uh, speaking of putting your body through hell, um, one of our other recurring subjects is the uh, gimmick mile. Um, and normally we ask what folks uh, would do for their gimmick mile. Are you familiar with this concept, Janine? Nope. So you know beer mile. You've, seen yes. beer. You've done a beer mile, I've right? not done chocolate milk oh. mile. So we'll yeah, get there. Well. We'll get there. Um, so there's the beer mile, and then Sidious Mag came up with the blue jeans mile, which is a whole separate thing. So we asked people, like, what would be a fun gimmick mile? However, Kathy is a renowned chocolate milk mile champion. So Was I, I a champion? Had you never won? Uh, I think Andrea Kicklock usually, uh, usually sung through. I will say, before we say anything we're going to go at, Andrea is a listener. So I, I, I might have won... When Andrea wasn't there. Yeah. But she definitely, yeah. So we should, so let's start from the she beginning. She would swoop so in and... We um, <laughs> run in the, in high school, we were in the dual county league, Massachusetts. Um, a bunch of like, uh, rich white people, suburban high schools. Um, yep, accurate. <laughs> and so we organized, was it our junior year? We organized a Chocolate Milk Mile, or no, uh, Conquer Carlisle organized oh, yeah. a... Uh, Chalk and Milk Mile at the CC track, uh, the site of the upcoming Adrian Martinez Classic, which is happening next week. So one um, week there, you might find a huge professional meet. <laughs> another another week, you might find a mile. much better race to spectate the Chalk and <laughs> More Milk amusing. Mile. Um, but yeah, so if you if no one's ever done it, it's uh, some exact same rules as Beer Mile, except that uh, you use twelve ounces of chocolate milk instead of twelve ounces. Of yeah, at least two percent milk though. Drink no skim. At least two percent um, has to be. Ha- what do we decide was the rule on make DIY chocolate milk? I think we said it was okay as long as. I think everyone brought chocolate though. I think one one well, of the chocolate syrup. milks we did. One person mm-hmm. brought like white milk and syrup, but um, <laughs> I, I honestly think. Maybe my body, again, when you're younger, your body is more resilient, but, like, uh, I don't know how I would handle that much dairy now, but at least back then, like, that was way easier to me than any of the beer miles I've done, because, like, milk goes down easier than carbonation. It's not carbonated. Like, it makes it much better. Yeah, that's a big difference. Like, I, I think my talk milk mile PR is, like, 555, and my... Uh, beer mile PR is like eight something. Like, Five thirty five is also faster than my regular <laughs> mile PR. Yep. Uh, well, our friend we actually ran a mile. Yeah, when we, though, so we organized was... one not the following year, but a couple years down the road. Um, and uh, our friend uh, Colin Fedor, another BC track alum. Ran like five twenty. And it's lactose intolerant. And he asked if well, he could a, use an alternative a... milk, and I said no. <laughs> and he still came and did it. You're such well, a I was gonna say, You're I It's the unfair advantage if you have gas propelling you. <laughs> 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 uh, uh, yeah. 
So yeah, that was props to him. And, and as far as, at least at the time, as far as we could tell, we think that Andrea may have at one point had the world record of the chopping rope mile. Yeah, she, she was fast. She ran uh, like six oh five or something yeah. like that. Like so, but there was some question uh, about whether or not her her cups were fully filled, which is why <laughs> Kathy, all these years later, is, is maybe a little salty. <laughs> <laughs> well, there is. I mean, the problem with chocolate milk mile is that like you don't have. A, they're not all in bottles, so it's not as standardized. So, could look for some standardization of the events. Yeah. Um, but I did find that, like, the first time I felt horrible after the second time we did it. I was like, I'll drink another thing of milk, sure. Like, I, I felt great. I thought that I would be like, oh, I never want to drink chocolate milk again. I remember being like, I still have some left in my <laughs> junk. Like, I'm so thirsty. Um, it's definitely, yeah. like, I think I would say an overall more pleasant experience than yeah. a beer mile. Um, and more wholesome and not legal. Yeah. So, like, just. Good. Um, yeah, good clean fun. Yeah. Um, um, so the, the other thing, since it is summer, it's a beautiful, warm, sticky morning, um, and we're talking about beverages, our other, like, I would say, claim to hosting fame is that we make a, a dope sangria. Oh, yeah. Um, so for those of you listening at home, here are the, here's, the, here's the recipe for uh, good sangria. Um, you take really sweet white wine. And just, like, whatever fruits you have. <laughs> Some bananas. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, Sprite. Sprite. Yeah. <laughs> um, what else did we put it? Just, like, any other liquors that maybe seem like they would kind of go Tequila, with fruit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah like, little peach, brand, uh, uh, peach nuts. I think we used, like, peach brandy nuts, and, like, maybe, like, cognac or something. I think, like we, I think we were supposed to put that in. We're like, we're just going to put a little in. Yeah. Not much. <laughs> just for color. <laughs> um, but... Uh, 100% serious, it is a good summer activity, just because it's, like, fun to, like, be, like, a mad scientist and throw everything together. Yeah, and, like, the fruit looks nice in there. Yeah. We should yeah. do that. We should do that. Yeah. I'm coming. Oh, I think it can make you, like, kind of sleep. I don't know. I guess just because it's warm in the summer. Just, like, I think if you have it, like, it's key to have it, like, with a meal. Like, yeah. it can't be, like, uh, you're just consuming that amount of sugar and nothing else. Yeah. Um, but it's good. So despite all these uh, shenanigans that we got off to, although we should say for the record, we never made sangria in high school. Yeah, that was definitely... <laughs> a, like, we didn't drink in high school, really, and B, like, we definitely would not have been that ambitious <laughs> if we were. Um, but uh, despite all these shenanigans, we actually had, uh, like, I would say that our running careers slash lives <laughs> were very shaped by the our, our high school coach. Um, definitely. So, um, we're, tr- we're going to try and have him, we might have a follow-up to this episode at some point where we're trying to have Steve on the podcast. Um, Is he going to come here be, for it? I don't know what we'll do. We're, we're trying to figure it out. But, have a debate um, in South High School? <laughs> we could. In front of the... <laughs> um, but anyway, so, so Steve McChesney is our, our high school coach. Um, he himself is from Eugene, Oregon. Um, he went to South Eugene High School, home of the Axemen, um, which he will correct you, the uh, Lady Axemen. Is the proper term, not the axe woman. Um, and he, he ran at the University of Oregon in the 70s. Uh, his family is a prolific Oregon running family. And so Steve ran our team essentially like it was a college program. Like, I didn't realize this at the time, but really, like, that was what he was doing. Is he yes. was doing, like, a baby down version of, like, essentially, like, Bill Dellinger's training. <laughs> um, and like I've never I've never had as much structure in my training <laughs> since like uh, through multiple coaches in college like I never had anyone give me that much like specific instruction yeah. about running. Everything was varied. Like there was a purpose to like everything, and like. Yeah. Um, and he was the thing is is like 
it never felt like it was intense. I think that's the weird, the thing that, like, that sounds very intense when you're in high school. But, like, Steve is such a, like, warm and fuzzy, like, camp counselor guy that, like, it... I, I feel like you got, you jumped in the deep end without, like, realizing it a lot of the time. And, yeah. like, and he was always, like, very, he successfully avoided a lot of the, like, more, like, negative aspects of, like, being, like, a very serious program. But, because he was very, like, it's, like, a super positive person, like, super, um, like, supportive about, like, not letting people train through injury, like, supporting people, like, having healthy habits. Like, he was really good about yeah. that sort of stuff. Um, despite being like very very serious about training. <laughs> yeah, and I think a thing I really like like he so he would make workout sheets for us every week. So everyone on the team would get a workout sheet like Monday through Sunday. In that, in that yeah. order, Monday to Sunday. I have one in my room. Maybe I'll upload um, it to the to the Run Your Mouth uh, Instagram feed so people can see what it what it looks like. Um, and so like there would kind of be like a few different ones for the week, and then he'd fill it fill in parts of it specific to the runner, and. I think the best thing about it was, like, you had a sense of the big picture, and, like, he taught people how to train themselves. Like, you kind of learned from his system, like, how to train. And so, like, you came out of high school being like, I know how to, like, I could keep training myself. The idea of, like, consistent, progressive training. Yeah, that's definitely true. And then also just, like, treating everybody, like... We, you know, our team would have, like, he would coach the distance runners during track and, like, and during cross, like, probably had close to, he probably had close to 60 runners at, at certain points in the year. And he gave, like, whether you were, like, a 4.30 miler or an 8.30 miler, like, he would get your workout sheet, like, it would have every interval of your, like, training set out for every single person on the team. Like, he, like, never once, like, insinuated that, like, if you were, like, not at, like, the top of the team, that you should be, like, you shouldn't be training, like, a, like, serious elite runner, which I always thought was, like, really good. Like. Yeah. yeah, and there's always, and then in addition to that, there's always the emphasis of, like, sportsmanship and supporting each other on the team. Like, we have, like, affirmations where you'd, like, share, like, what you had done um, at the past meet and, like, supporting each other regardless of, like, if someone's goals are totally, like, at different levels, like, you still support. And I think, in general, like, that's kind of the spirit of a lot of track teams and a lot of high school track programs um, like I think like track communities are pretty supportive and like yeah. nice to each other but um, Although after, the, the one so the one big downside <laughs> of Steve is that like everything took forever always <laughs> he's, he's a guy who loves to tell stories he's uh, um, no one has ever accused him of being uh, quiet or, or, or a man of few or, words or too brief yeah <laughs> So, like, affirmations, like, literally after every single meet, we would, like, the Monday or Tuesday after, like, like everyone on the team would have the opportunity to, like, get up and, like, say something good that they did this past weekend, which is, like, great. It's a great concept. But you'd also be, like, it's now been half an hour and we haven't run yet. Like, <laughs> it could definitely drag on. And then some of Steve's more uh, long-winded stories could drag on as well. Oh, yeah. But the stories are great. Yeah. I think they sometimes evolved a little bit over the years. But, yes, that but, is um, very true. Uh, like all good coaches, he knew how to uh, bend the truth for, for dramatic yeah. effect, for sure. Um, I always loved... So one of my favorite Steve stories is like, so Steve never... He never shouted in races. He would stand on the backstretch at like the 300 meter mark and like he would just talk to you. And he was really good at like... He would just quietly talk and somehow you would still hear it over it like crazy. all the cheering. Yeah, like if, if there were... I mean, there wasn't always a lot of cheering, but when there was <laughs> cheering, this is track, um, when there was cheering, like, yeah, his voice would just, like, you just hear it 
like below everything else almost. And it was always just like, like, all right, Kathy, you're in a good spot. Okay, time to move up. Like very calm. And so like, it was very, very rare that like Steve would ever yell yeah. during a race. And I remember <laughs> one time one of our girls is like falling off the pace at like the end of a two mile and like should have, she should have easily qualified for the state meet at this race. And like, she was falling off and like, uh, I remember just like, like literally like out of nowhere, just like all of a sudden you just hear like, you need to go now, Madeline. And like, it was like she got hit by lightning. It's like no one ever hears Stevie yeah. yell. So like, she like, she probably like PR'd in the next hundred meters, like in the middle of her like two mile. Like it's just like, was ridiculous. It's weird to wait then, yeah. Yeah, and I do remember like he would say things like we go in like, oh, this is like you're doing good, this. But then like, a few races where I just was like going way too fast or like just way out there and he'd just be like I could tell I was way, way too fast and he'd just go alright <laughs> okay like no instructions like well it's too late now <laughs> yeah. that was definitely true um, yeah good interesting character we could go on and on and on about Steve um, the, our game this week is actually themed around Steve so oh. I, I wanted to build a little bit of um a Steve glossary so he had like very specific terms for things and and feel free to fill in any that I may have missed but uh I'm gonna I'm gonna give you the term if you like to define it for oh, our audience oh gosh um saunter Ooh, yeah so sauntering was is a term for we don't jog because we're runners <laughs> so um after you know uh bet- for your rest between intervals uh in a workout you might uh be prescribed a saunter of 100 meters so it's a slow it's a slower run, run. it's so jogging but it's but, it, <laughs> but it's not but jogging not we don't call it that yeah um so, so i think it was slower than jogging <laughs> yeah there the implication was that it was like very slow uh it's just very in steve's effort. mind like jogging is not like that's not a sport jogging is like an activity that <laughs> that's like, what i do yeah. Sometimes I walk so, a little walk. And, and I think his all of his like training was like you should run with purpose. Yeah. And I think jogging implies like a lack of purpose. Mm-hmm. Um so sauntering was the word we used. Yeah, even um, to now, like I was going for a run one day and like there was like some kid and, and the kid's mom and, and the kid said something and she said, Oh, she's jogging and I was like, No, I'm not. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, how about uh a lydiard? What is a lydiard? Um a lydiard might be described by others as a tempo, um, but it's named for Arthur Lydiard, um, and it would be like your threshold pace, I guess, but a bit fast. We tended to do them a bit fast. We would always do them faster than you were supposed to. Uh, Bridget would always <laughs> kick me down doing a shorter tempo than I would. Uh, because I feel like I just ran like 5k pace for three miles. Yeah. <laughs> well, so yeah, so we called, so I guess... Lydiard. Uh, like tempo running was like Arthur Lydiard was one of the first people to like really incorporate that as a mainstay of like training philosophy. Um, so all of our tempos in high school were referred to as Lydiard. So you'd have like a three mile Lydiard or a four mile Lydiard that day. And then you get to college and people are like, what are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. What about uh ready, steady spaghetti? <laughs> ready, steady spaghetti were commands to start an interval in training and, uh, there was discussion at one point, I remember because it was confusion, do you start... So it's instead of ready, set, go. Um, but you, you don't say go because that implies that you're racing and you're in a workout. Not... You don't want to be racing workouts. So it's ready, steady, spaghetti. And there was discussion at one point of which syllable of spaghetti do you start on. But, like, it's the spa. <laughs> <laughs> not the end of the word? <laughs> no, because, like, 
I don't know. Ready, I, set, eat, spaghetti. <laughs> yeah. I've never given it. I was not part of those discussions. Um, um, and I, I miss Freddy's Freddy spaghetti when I'm doing workouts because I don't, when people say like, okay, go, I just, no. Yeah. Spaghetti is uh, much better. Yeah. It's definitely, it's interesting how like these weird little, like everything had a reason, all these weird quirks, but they were still weird. Um, and then uh, the last one I had, unless you can think of any that I'm forgetting, um, the truth. The truth, some people have it. Some people have <laughs> some it, yeah. Some um, people don't. <laughs> that's, that's, the truth is, it's what you need to be a good, compete at your best. Yeah. I mean, I think com- this one is pretty self-explanatory. I don't know if it's ever been defined for us, but Steve would tell us stories about people who had the truth and like how that was, that's like the, like, you know, the internal fire, the X factor that like makes someone, um, like go from being like a talented runner to like a champion runner. Um, and so we always hear stories about people ha- who had the truth or, or who showed they had a truth in a special moment. Um, and I feel like you could you could expand it to like I think it's like bringing out like someone's ability to like their absolute like best that it's just a way to like compete almost above what they yeah it's not necessarily like truly about like just like talent or ability like it's more about like throwing your whole self into like race day like perfect like knowing how to like perform yeah and step up for like put the team on your back (laughs) is like kind of like another way of putting it um any others any others that i miss uh i can't think of them off the top of my head we'll have to do it there's a there's a wide and varied steve when we have steve on we'll have to think of a couple other good steve-isms to to ask him about um certainly like uh the hay is in the barn. Hay is in the, the barn. Common. There were certain there were certain phrases, phrases that, that yeah, that definitely those wouldn't um, be. I say maybe not Stevisms, but yeah, things that definitely. Um, I was the the two things that like I have always stuck with me as like good advice. I guess is um, that like if you're if you're hurt and you're coming back from injury, it's like wait till you're pain free and then wait two more days and then start <laughs> running again, um, which I always liked that as, like, a good, like, injury philosophy. Yeah. It's, like, people who, like, get into cycles of chronic injuries often, like, you know, it's, like, the second you physically can run, this goes back to the self-inflicted wounds thing, like, um, and then also Steve was very intense about, he was very intense about sleep and resting heart rate. Uh, I remember one time, like, we never doubled in high school, and Steve would always say, he's, like, you know, people ask me sometimes, like, if they can double, and, like, none of you sleep enough to begin with, you all work too hard, like, you're such intense students, like, you're getting way more from, like, that extra sleep. hour of sleep in the morning than you would be from, like, any extra running that you're doing. I think that's very um, good And he was very intense about if anyone was sick. He he de- he demanded that we take our resting heart rate every day. Definitely did it that every day. Wildly, <laughs> wildly not subscribed to people. I, I think I did that, like, twice. <laughs> it was on our workout sheets every week, and no one ever filled it out. Um, but it was, like, sleep hours and pulse rate you're supposed to fill out every day next to your workout. Um, but, yeah, if anyone was like, oh, Steve, I'm not feeling well, he'd be like, what was your pulse rate? And you're like, if you didn't know, like, you're, like, we're in trouble. <laughs> like, um, but, yeah, he would also just, like, just, like, not in an abrasive way, but, like, he was also very serious about, like, people not getting other people sick. So, like, he would always be like, if you're sick, like, don't come and tell me that you're sick. Just go home. <laughs> like, Tell someone else, and they can go. Yeah. Home. <laughs> um, who, or who just like you'd be like, Steve, I'm not feeling well. I'd be like, see you tomorrow. <laughs> um, 
But yeah, he was he's a character for sure. Um, okay, so we finish off every episode um, with the same big three questions. Um, I like to think that uh, you know I'm, I'm developing my own little lexicon as part of this uh, ridiculous endeavor. But uh, our first one is uh, your Instagram crush. Who are you feeling on Instagram lately? Uh, Janine, we haven't heard from you in a while, so if you want to... <laughs> I need time to think. Uh, I can, uh, who's yours? I'm actually... I'm, um, and it, it, can, it doesn't have to be a crush. It can be just, like, anything that you're, like, into on... Like, it can be, like, a hashtag or just, like, a concept, like... So, well, I can I can go, because... I, so I'm not usually I'm into the gram that much. I don't go on Instagram that much. Also, my phone crashes every time I'm on Instagram after, like, <laughs> five seconds. So it limits how long I can be on there for but for some reason, the other night, I was on Instagram, on my computer, <laughs> and somehow stumbled upon Paris Hilton's Instagram, because um, she's still around, and she's still being Paris Hilton, yep. and like her Instagram is pretty much, I don't know why I found it so, it's exactly what you would think it's going to be, I guess, um, her, and uh, she seems to have like shows or like parties that you get tickets to. I'm not sure what she does. I think she, something said she... A promoter of some DJ kind. sometimes. Um, it's very, uh, very intriguing. Um, so I, I, I don't know, flipped through that for a while back. But there's some weird Instagrams wild. on there as well. Oh, yeah. Um, so I guess that's mine at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> uh, mine is, like, yoga accounts on Instagram that, like, show you how to get into poses because... <laughs> I don't really like doing yoga because it's, like, kind of slow, kind of boring. I've never actually done a regular yoga class. I've only ever done hot yoga, and hot yoga, I think, is the worst thing oh, for like, you. Like, we did hot yoga I think once, it's horrible. and it was horrible. Yeah, yeah I've done a few times. Mm, not a fan, but so I've never done regular yoga. We do hot yoga, yoga like, here right now. We definitely could. Um, I just like trying difficult poses, and I do it for the Insta, and then I'll be like, yo, Lululemon, where are you at? Where's the free stuff Spons- at? Yo, aspirational sponsorships is haven't gotten all anything about yet. that. If I tag Harpoon enough, they'll eventually give us right? an apartment beer sponsorship. Exactly. That's what you need to do. Um, I'm going to go with uh, Kyle Levermore, who is an Arkansas runner. Um, he's currently driving on some sort of road trip. I don't know if it's like a cross-country road trip or just like a road trip. Um, but he's currently posting about it and it's interesting. So I, I love a good like road trip him? Instagram. Do you just like running. They're running. Just running. Yeah. Does he know you? Uh, we follow each other. Okay. I don't, I don't follow know. Each we follow each other. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, it's just, ratio, just a good, a good cross country road trip is a good thing to like document. Danielle's going around, right? Yeah. We'll tell her to document it. Yeah. yeah. She, oh yeah. She could even she create her own gram for it or her own hashtag. Yeah. Um, the next one is your go-to karaoke song. Um, someone hands you the mic. What are you singing? Any song by Florida Georgia Line. I don't care which one. I know all the words to all of them. They had uh, two new songs drop yesterday. What, that, the, the, what was it? BB Rexa. <laughs> oh, that song is so good. If it's meant to be, it will be. <laughs> I only know that one and um, Cruise. Oh, Cruise is good too. Or Hey Portia. With know Nelly. They had other songs. Oh, they have three albums. They just dropped two new songs yesterday. All right. They're so good. Okay, wait. I'm going to Nashville on Wednesday. And they have their own bar called like the FGL House, and I it's four floors, and every floor has different live music on it. And apparently they go there every once in a while, and I'm like, please go there. I just want to meet you. Um, yeah, because I'll let that speak for itself. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think. Okay. I know what your karaoke song is. What? Halo. Oh, that is that is a challenge. Okay, I love that song. 
Beyonce? If I could sing well, maybe. But so You yeah. don't want to be like That's those videos good. of people poorly okay. singing Halo on YouTube. That's always the worst. Or like the um Chick the China the Chinese Chicken song. I remember when we were in college. Okay. One week by Bernie Yes, one week. And someone we were else at the podcast brought that up and was like, I wish I could do one week. And I'm like, I wish we had had enough wherewithal to know that we couldn't do one week. <laughs> Did you sing it that time? Yeah, I Kristen. was not on stage. Yeah, me and Kristen. Uh, and like Kim was not too. Attempted to sing it. That was we attempted to sing. It was early in the evening. Still we light out. Wild Rover down um, on Fantasy Hall. And um, we went up for karaoke. And um, Kristen and Kim and I were like, "Let's do one week." Yeah, that's a great song. So it starts, and then I'm like, "This is a bad idea." Now I remember how the song goes. And it's for, so Kim bad. just like, I think she bailed. She just kind of exited the stage. I was like, I don't want to be here anymore. Kristen. It was not going well. She just stuck it out. Powered she through. Powered. It I love was it. great. Um, but I think now that I'm a little wiser, maybe like, you know, I know it's cliche, but crowd pleaser, like, I don't know, like chicken fried wagon wheel. Oh my God. <laughs> I played uh, Country that. songs. If I'm going it's for a wagon wheel is a crowd pleaser. Uh, I always think of, this is a very specific reference, but I played this for Sydney the other day. Um, chicken fried by Zach Brown Brand is definitely the song that Bo Burnham was thinking of when he made the like, parody country song because it's like what the joke is like oh you just take any like rural noun and a simple adjective <laughs> and that's the entire chicken song it's just like chicken so- chicken fried blue jeans cold beer <laughs> sounds like all my favorite songs it's so garbage um, but just, it's easy listening but if I'm going for a duet message. or do go your own way I was literally going <laughs> to say that <laughs> I was saying that I was like it'll be my Kathy song so if, if Kathy and I ever uh, duet, um, there, there are probably gotta two go that we would... Gotta think. go my own way. Yes. Um, our favorite song, maybe of all time, um, is Gotta Go My Own Way by Troy and Gabriella from High School Musical 2. Oh, I was thinking of, you can go your own no, way. No, 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 no. no, no. Uh, Different song. It's the it. one where uh, he has to choose between uh, working at the golf club and dating his yeah, girlfriend. Yeah, he's too, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then she gives him back the tea necklace dur- in the middle of this, during the music break in the song. It's so dramatic. And then, like, she's singing about how she has to go her own way because, like, she's got to do her own shit. And then he's like, what about us? What, what about everything we've been through? It's what great. what about us? <laughs> what about me? All right, we can't. What am I um, supposed to do? I gotta leave, but I'll miss you. <laughs> I might have to cut that off, but I feel like I should. Keep it in. <laughs> I don't know this one. Uh, you clearly haven't we'll watched have High School Musical 2 in a while. Um, I don't think I've ever seen it early. Because the other one that I was thinking that we always sing in the car is uh, Defying Gravity that is, um, from Wicked. That is a great Complete with the either. spoken word, Alphabet, why couldn't you stay calm for once? Instead so of flying, flying off the handle. handle. I don't know either. Uh, <laughs> So, um, I, I always, the problem with go-to karaoke song is it does encourage you to low-key sing on the air, which is a big problem, but, and I usually, I've done it a couple times, and I think I've cut it out every time, so this might be the, the one that makes it to air, we'll see. Um, and then last but not least, your, your death row meal, um, you're going to the chair, it's your last day on this God's green earth, and what do you want for your last meal? Janine? The entire menu of Barcelona Wine Bar. Everything on it, and one picture of red and a picture of white sangria, like both. Oh, nice. Are, I don't you, have are to you like so both? Are you doing rose sangria? Or no, 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 like no separate cups. You want to drink the other? Don't want to mix them. Although, would it be that bad? It'd probably be pretty bad if you mixed them. Well, I don't know. One way to find out. I don't think it would be good. You'll find out right before you go. No. Yep. That's one way to go. Um, mine. 
So, uh, two approaches to this. The first is I would want uh, salmon cooked by my parents because they cook it with salmon, mashed potatoes, and some kind of just vegetable. Carrots, broccoli. Or um, that, which was also my pre race meal for like the second half of high school because I get sick of like pasta or whatever. But then I'm like, you know, it's my last meal. Maybe I should just go for some shrimp. Try and, like, just because I'm allergic to crustaceans. So just, you know, shrimp is really tasty, or it was the one time, like when I had it before. <laughs> the one time just, before uh, I had an anaphylactic just, reaction. Uh, just to go for it and maybe, maybe beat them to it. You know, just nice. before getting to the table. Really, yeah, thumb your nose. At, uh, <laughs> them. I like that. Um, all right. And then uh, I'm going to go with uh, not really, really a meal per se, but you can put it on anything that's amazing. Avocado toast? No, although I've been crushing avocados lately. <laughs> Same. Um, we've, okay. been talking, we've talked about this before. Cookie butter? If you've oh, ever yeah. had it. Um, have you ever had cookie butter? Yeah. Also known as speculose. It's like... Exactly what it sounds like. It's not, it's like if you had like a peanut butter type spread or a Nutella type spread, but it was cookies. Um, that's what cookie butter is. It's in most grocery stores. It's amazing. Uh, goes well on crepes, but you can also just like put it on anything or just eat spoons of it. Um, highly recommend. A lot of yeah. cookie butter. Just I don't know if I'm like putting it on everything before I go or if I'm just like <laughs> hand me a jar of cookie butter, but yeah, either way. The cookie butter nice. I'm not sure because I never know about like putting it on stuff. I feel like by itself, I just I would just go with spoon. Yeah, that might be the point. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys for, for coming over on this beautiful thank you, warm. Saturday morning. Nice, warm, cozy in our little foyer here. We have uh, quite the setup. Well, thank you for the waffles. Yeah, thank you so much. Um, Kathy, have fun in your uh, pole dancing class. <laughs> <laughs> I almost forgot to mention that on air. Um, should be should be an experience. Excited. I hope like Janine, are you going yeah. to the pole no, dancing? No, I wasn't class? invited. Wow, I see how it is. Uh-oh. Things are going to get... I wasn't invited either, so... Although I don't think anyone wants to see that. Um, <laughs> Maybe another, another slip-up again. <laughs> well, thank you guys for coming. Thank you, yeah, thank uh, you. For, for bringing the juice and for helping with the waffles. Yeah. And uh, until next time, this has been Run Your Mouth. Run, run your mouth.